two, one. Hello, everybody there in the internet world or internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. And uh, so get strapped in and get ready for Big Trouble and Little Podcast where only dreams can kill a dream. Yeah. Dig it. While you're having Slim Jim, I had to do the little macho man there. Kind of. I finished. It's gone now. Oh, you ate it. I snapped into it. Snapped, you snapped into it, Slim Jim. Um, so have you been playing anything, by the way? Uh, Final Fantasy VI. Okay, so I'll put that in. We can talk about that. Let's get into what the hell have we been playing or watching? Or as I have it in the dock, watching or playing. I, I did it backwards. So what? So, uh, me and you have been playing Splatoon 2. Uh, Fuck yeah. I have to admit, the Salmon Run, fucking awesome compared to just the regular matches that you play. The regular matches are super fun. Like, if I bought the game and that's all it was, was the regular matches, I would still be happy. But Salmon Run is fantastic. If that was a $60 game, I'd probably still buy it. Like, it's super fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lobby system in that game is really awesome. Uh, how you get to pick your clothes, pick your weapons. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. I thought you were talking about the lobby, like how you join your friends, because that is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know Nintendo sucks when it comes to online. Absolutely. But, like, the the stuff where you get to customize your character and the, yeah. whole, the whole, like, Splatoon Fest kind of thing that they're going on between mayo versus ketchup. Yep. Uh, really good. And the only thing I have a gripe every time I start the game is that they have these two uh, squid kids and stuff. And they're like how we're doing, like a podcast within the town ex- yeah. explaining the maps and stuff and what's new and what's... I, I get it. It's cool to do that so that you, you're telling your community what's here and what's not here. But I just want an option to skip all that really quickly. <laughs> You can kind of blow through it. I get why it's in there. I kind of like it. It's better than just having a dull announcement. And plus, like, the characters are always pretty popular. Like, they sold Amiibos of, uh, what were they, Marie and Callie? Or, no, Callie and Mari. That's what it was, Calamari. It's a yeah. pun. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't mind them. I kind of like them. But, yeah, I don't like that. If you're playing the game and stuff changes, it yanks you out of your lobby and your game, and you have to watch them, and then boom, you're just like there in the plaza, and now you got to go back and get in a group, get back in your game. Mm-hmm. But it's because they're changing all the modes. Like that's why it dumps you out. I I, I get it, but I, but yeah, they're well, I can't remember their names. Pearl and something. Yeah, and um, I Marina, do... I think. I don't really pay attention to names. My ADD when it comes to that, I'm like, all right, cool, cool. I want to get into a match so I can just start painting shit because... I sort of pay attention. I love the character design in Splatoon. Like, I think I think the characters look really cool. So that's entertaining for now, but I don't know how much how much longer they're going to cruise on that. Oh, like last time, I was like, oh, shit, they have tentacle hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even notice that. I was like, that's good on the art design and, you know, the whole thing about... Splatoon being about squids and stuff. Yeah. Um, in the lobby slash customized area, you could tell that certain parts are under construction where they can expand into more stores or more game modes that they could do. 
So that's, yeah, yeah. That, it, look, it looks like it's going to be supported into the future. There's there's like alleys and stuff that don't seem to serve a purpose right now. Mm -hmm. And and it, just like last time when we talked about it, it's your average or not average, but your regular Splatoon game. You go if you want to go face off against other people, you get to do that, and you get to paint the map and everything. Uh, yeah. the, the salmon run is really fun. Uh, yeah. The only thing I have to say is it can get difficult if you don't have the right team. Absolutely. And, and every once in a while, like, I, at the beginning of a round, it assigns you a gun, and then or it assigns you a, a whatever, a splatter, or whatever. It assigns you something, a weapon, and then the enemies are, like, kind of random. And every once in a while, you just you don't have the right tool for the job. Like, there's that thing that launches the large bombs from its forehead, Mm -hmm. And if you've got a roller, then you, you can't even hit him. Like, you have to rely on your teammates to do it. So every once in a while, you just kind of get boned. And that sucks, but it's it only happens once in a very... Not that often. Not that often. Yeah. Is that the only map, or are we just in the beginning stage? And maybe there's, there's at least two right now. I think they change every other day, maybe. But there's going to be more down the road. Like they they aren't done adding. There's gonna be new. There's gonna be more maps for everything, for competitive and for casual and for well, except for single player, of course. Mm -hmm. But overall, me and you have fun in that game, and it doesn't get boring. The only thing that <clears throat> pissed us off was trying to find each other in, in a lobby. Yeah, and... with the stupid, you got to use your mobile app, and it's a mess. It's ridiculous. And their penalizing system is kind of harsh when, let's say, you do join the uh, wrong lobby and you don't want to be there. They kind of force you to play a little bit because if you get out of the game, uh, not naturally, as they say it, uh, they will penalize you and pretty much give you like a ban for a couple of days or a week. I don't know. I don't know the limit, but... Yeah, you have to do it a bunch of times before it gets that serious. And I like the idea that people can't just jump out of a game because they're losing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like like you said, if you're in a plot, if you're in a lobby and you're trying to get with your friends or something like that, and you hit just one button, if you hit the right trigger once accidentally, it fills your room with people and jumps you into a game like really quick. And and you know, for as popular as the game is. I will say you gain you you get into a game surprisingly quick, so that's a positive. But once you do, you're locked in. Like you're for the next five minutes, you're in this round. Yeah, there's and no the, there's no option to like quit. Yeah, yeah, it, and it kind of just pulls you. So it, you're just one button press away from accidentally losing your friend and jumping into a game, which I mean is easy enough to fix because chances are you're already talking to them. Mm -hmm. But it's still it's a big annoyance and you know we learned it but how long did it take us like each of us excuse me each of us jumped into a game like two or three times before we figured out what the hell was going on yeah we had to uh do like trial and error in order to find each other on the thing and it and that's where nintendo needs to step in and hopefully with their new online system maybe that will change a little bit but i doubt it yeah uh we did try oh, their my... we tried their app <laughs> I mean, you have to. That's the only way to get in a group together. Mm -hmm. the, it has the same gimmick as, as Mario Kart in that if a friend is already playing, you can choose to join them. So that's something, but eh, it's not the same. Yep. Other than that... Have, have you been watching or playing anything else? Um, Watching, no. Uh, playing... 
this was like oh, a couple weeks ago or maybe like a week ago. I played the NHL 18 beta. Yeah. Uh, it's your normal NHL game. Uh, what's new is that they have this three on three mode where it's kind of like an arcade. If you ever played NHL Blitz or NHL Hits, I mean, um, it has that feeling without the uh, the crazy hits and all that stuff and you're on fire kind of thing. So, oh yeah, that's that's the more arcadey style one. Right? Oh yeah, well it's still arcadey, and they have these pucks that uh, when you score a goal, it's a regular goal, and then it, another puck pops up where it says, "All right, this puck uh, counts as two goals." So if you score with that puck, you get two goals. Uh, there's other pucks that are negative two. So if you score with that one, the your opponent loses two goals. So huh. you, you you could be winning like four nothing. And then you get that negative two. You go up two, and the your opponent loses two. So now it's four, uh, two to two, in a sense. Hmm. So it's really interesting. I liked it. I digged it a little bit. Uh, other than that, they have like new poke checks and new like physics and all that stuff that can drive me crazy. When you finally get used to NHL seventeen, and then you move to NHL eighteen, and you have to learn a whole new style of play. In order to keep up with the people, you uh, buy them every year. Uh, yeah, I do because yeah. every time I watch like NHL any like game or when we get into the playoffs, I'm like, hmm, I'm in the mood to play some NHL games. Yeah, I almost buy it. They'll be the show every year, but I haven't done it. Yeah, I got I got the newest MLB the show. It's it's okay. Nothing, mm. nothing too mind blowing. But other than that, what have you been playing or watching? Like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, I've been playing Final Fantasy VI, and I beat, um, I don't know what to call it, V's? The six V's in a row? You know what I'm talking about? No. It's like kind of an indie game. It's based off of, like, I don't know, it seems like a Vectrex kind of Commodore graphics stuff. Oh, whatever. It, it's, a, it's a platformer. Uh, it's pretty short, but it is punishingly hard. Like, I died, like, 687 times, it said, when I beat the game. It's real short though. I beat it, you know. I beat it in a few days, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think it was a lot of fun. I, I just, I, I have a PlayStation TV, which is basically the Vita that you can plug into a TV, and because mm-hmm. uh, Walmart was getting rid of them at like twenty bucks a pop, so I decided to get one. And every time games with gold or not games with gold, PlayStation Plus would have free games, I'd always click all the Vita ones because I knew one day I'd use them. And this was one. I just wanted to give it a shot. But for the most part, I've been using. PSTV to play Final Fantasy 6. I own it on PlayStation 1, but then I got to hook up my PlayStation 1 and I got to worry about picture quality and all this other crap. And it's just kind of nice to be able to spend $10 and now I have this this console. Like, I was in the middle of something. I just put it on standby mode and now we're doing this. Like, and I can jump right back into it in a bit. I like that convenience. It's making me want a Vita, I'll tell you what, so I can do all this stuff on the go, but they cost a little more than $20. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing that they haven't dropped the price, like, dramatically. Right? Like, I was pricing them, and I was like, oh, they've got to cost, like, nothing by now. Now they're they're basically still twenty two or $200 away. Mm-hmm. Question, and this is kind of off topic. Do you think 3DS is going to die out in a couple of years? Um, I don't know. Maybe. It, it, it's not going to be... A couple of years would be maybe the beginning of it. It's it's got stuff like Pokemon that's that's gonna keep pumping blood into it. They they have they have other games announced for it and stuff like that. Just because the Switch is portable doesn't mean the 
3DS is going away because they still offer pretty different experiences because the 3DS has, like in the name, 3D. It's got two screens. And plus it just it has this huge user base already. I mean, everyone's got one and they, they you know, there's a lot of good games on it. So and I it's think cheaper. it's possible. But I mean, if three years or more before that, they, they might even make another hardware, I would bet, before we start seeing it go. Yeah, I think they're going to, in order for a Switch to take over on the handheld portion of it, they would have to come out with another, maybe more powerful, where you could play more than four hours, and maybe smaller than what it is now. Yeah, that's the thing, is the Switch is portable, with air quotes, in that, yeah, I can take it anywhere, but it doesn't fit in my back pocket like my 3DS does. Mm-hmm, Yeah. So, any movies or TV shows, uh, or maybe any books or comics you've been reading? Um, gosh, I feel like the. Uh, I, I mentioned this last week. I've been reading the uh, the Kingdom Hearts two uh, boss fight books. Um, I think that's it. It's been mostly Final Fantasy six, and I watched some reruns of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's like my favorite comic. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been watching anything. Uh. I have to catch up on Game of Thrones because apparently shit went crazy last night. And Yeah, if everyone's Facebook status is let me know about that. Yep. And uh I wanna watch this new show. Not it's not new, it's thirty three seasons in, but it's new to me. Uh The Leftovers. Uh one of the lost writers, Damien Lindoff, uh worked on that show. And I heard good things about it. If you ever heard of like uh the Book of oh. Revelations where you know, God apparently takes all the holy people up to heaven and then leaves the people people that are not really into religion that much left on earth before the earth, you know, gets destroyed and stuff. It's kind of similar to that in The Leftovers where um, everybody's disappeared and they're wondering what's going on and the world is ending. So you you're it has like that post-apocalyptic feel to it where chaos is happening and people are just going crazy. So I have to catch up on that. Still hear me? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I think I'm losing you. Are you losing me? Oh no. Uh, uh, Please stand by. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah, sorry. My, I was looking on Discord. My bandwidth dropped to like one red bar, and then my browser crashed, and then now everything's fine. So it was on my end, and I don't know why. I don't know. Anyway. What, what did where, where... wait? Did you open? Did you open that whole thing asking if I'd ever heard of the Book of Revelations? Is that what she said? <laughs> yeah, from the Bible and yeah. all. Yeah, Dubs, I've I've heard of the Book of Revelations. <laughs> <laughs> so the leftovers. Uh, I don't know what you heard. Probably after the Book of Revelations, where everybody is taken off of Earth. You know, all the holy people. Uh, left behind. You're talking about left behind. Yeah, left behind and all that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And. Um, in the show, people disappear and they're left on Earth, and they're like, "Oh my God, what is happening?" And the world is like ending and stuff. It has like that, I believe, um, 
global warming, quotation marks, because that's a sensitive topic, um, is happening. And you're like, oh, my God. Actually, climate change is now the accepted term. <laughs> climate change, because. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's just chaos. You know, when people don't know what the fuck is going on, usually people revert to, like, violence and uh, confusion, screaming, and just panicking and all that stuff. So I got to so check it out. It's a very serious show, it sounds like. It's serious, yeah. Mm, okay. It's on Showtime, but uh, I'm watching it other means. <laughs> Can't really say it, but I'm watching it somehow. Yar. <laughs> or matey. But yeah, so let's get into some news. News that really matter to us. Hold on. Well, I guess my browser crashed, so you're piloting this whole show now. <laughs> oh, shit. So Josh Brolin is going to be Cable in the, oh, new okay, there you go. Deadpool, the Deadpool 2 movie. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, who the fuck is Josh Brolin? What? <laughs> Josh Brolin is fantastic. I know. I just had a brain fart. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Because I'm looking at Cable and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who it is. And I, I finally IMDB Josh Brolin, and then I'm like, oh, and he's yeah, also, he's also, he's gonna, a ton of stuff. Yeah, and he's also gonna be Thanos from, uh, yeah, totally, Infinity then- War. And how news broke about uh, Josh Brolin being uh, Cable was nother than Ryan Reynolds on his Twitter. Yeah, I love that. That most most of the news we get about the Deadpool movie comes straight from Ryan Reynolds just tweeting shit. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that, uh, you know, he loves being Deadpool while other actors, you know, not going to name any names or or anything. They don't want to be the actor like, you know, uh, James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. When it comes to Twitters and stuff like that, I always wonder who's actually running their stuff and who has hired someone to do all their their public media kind of stuff like i follow robert downey jr on facebook and he posts like funny and interesting stuff all the time and a lot of it has to do with like iron man and marvel stuff but i'm always wondering who's actually posting this like i don't know if it's actually him it could be but i doubt it's but with ryan reynolds if he did hire someone to do it they do a really good job of making it seem believable because i believe that ryan reynolds is excited about how good josh brolin looks as cable and he's excited to show us what Domino looks like. And he's excited about all this other stuff. Like, I believe it. Question. Like Do you think, because Cable in comics, I mean, there was different art styles. So there is, like, people uh, art styles that look like Josh Brolin. But most yeah. of people made Cable, like, a big buff dude. Yeah, he's a Rob Liefeld creation. That's, that's, that's his state of being. Now, what do you think of him being this size? You think it's perfect because we're trying to be along that realistic si- uh, side of things? In the- yes, uh, he could stand to be a little beefier, I thought. I mean, um, Colossus was in the first one, and he was huge. Mm-hmm. And that, that's- but it, I'm not going to get too hung up on the looks. Like, really, it's more about characterization. The one thing that I would really like is he's got to be taller than Deadpool. Like that's that's kind of I I feel like that's got to go with that saying. Yeah, and he does look small, 
And looking at this body picture, uh, you don't have your browser up, but I'm pretty sure you saw the body. I saw it. I mean, I have seen it. I, I love the way the arm looks. That's where it's at. Yeah, the arm looks. And I get that, like, Punisher vibe a little bit on what he's wearing. Probably because, you know, he has this big fucking gun and yeah. uh, all these, like... Extra magazines and stuff. Again, yeah. Rob Liefeld creation, so pouches. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Ryan Reynolds tweet out, we all have that one grumpy, heavily armed uncle from the future. Premium. Yep. <laughs> hashtag premium cable. Hashtag Josh Brolin. And then uh, Rob Layfield says, um, cable lives, Josh Brolin. Uh, hashtag Rob Layfield. Hashtag Marvel. Ha oh, yeah. All hashtags. Domino. And there was another hashtag that I thought it was funny. Like the cable guy. <laughs> Something along that line. But I am really hyped for this. I think Deadpool 2 is going to be great, especially when you have Ryan Reynolds pretty much at the helm of things. And, you know, just making everybody, every fan happy. And yeah, I, I mean, it's in his best interest to hype up his own projects. But like I said, even if he is faking it, he's he's got me fooled. Like, I genuinely think that he's excited to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that that I feel like that imparts onto the movie. Like, it makes it seem like a better production to know that the people who made it were excited to make it. Yeah, you could always tell, like on the uh, film set, who enjoys Absolutely. working because it shows in t in the film. Like, if you look at Walking Dead, everybody loves each other there. They're all friends. They're all pals. They all have fun. It tells on the screen. It tells like all the comic cons that they go to, all the talk shows and stuff. Because, you know, you have other actors that they look at it as a job, you know, I'm making yeah. money. I mean, it is. Yeah, but, you know, when you're creating content, you have to show that you like doing the content. Sure. And uh, if you're just collecting money, it's just like you don't really care about the people that are watching it. You're just caring about the the green, you know, the money, which I understand I you I need to. I hate my job. <laughs> Fuck retail. Let's not talk about jobs. Let's move on to the next item. Uh, more about money. <laughs> uh, Middle Earth Shadow War. Uh, there, there's gonna be microtransactions. Stupid. And uh, I mean, it's not like it's unexpected. I uh, there was a new Jimquisition today that I watched on my lunch, and he brought this up, and I was already like, oh come on, but uh. Uh, I guess I guess Warner Brothers is just shitty. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But it's not unexpected. It's a big AAA title. It's they're they're gonna want to get money out of this. Well, even though we spent sixty dollars on it, presumably. Well, there's big confusion because apparently there's an online rank system that oh. you get in this game, and I don't know if it's gonna be like you know how like For Honor where you have that separate uh, domination stuff where you choose a faction and. You fight and everything, so I don't know if that's part of the online rank and how you do all these microtransactions. But you, there's two ways that you could get gold. That's either playing the game for hours and hours, or if you're really lazy and want to shorten the experience, you you buy it. You buy it. And I, I I think that's wrong. And I yeah. understand. And I understand the other point of view, like. Uh, let's use Adam as an example. You know, he's always busy all the time. He doesn't have time to sit down and play through all the game. And he just drops down that, uh, you know, $10 or $20. And 
he gets that armor that everybody's been playing for and earning. I understand his point of view where he can't sit down, but that's bullshit compared to the person that is sitting there playing, you know, grinding yeah. away. I've never liked that kind of stuff. Like there, there are microtransactions where it's like cosmetic and stuff like that. And they're still a little to use the, the trailer park boys term greasy. It's still, I don't like it, mm-hmm. but fine. But I hate these ones where it's pay to win kind of, I mean, pay to win is that's a term that's meant to pl- apply to something completely different here. But I, I, I really don't like that. It's just, uh, I don't know. It feels like you're paying for the code. Like, like in the '90s, you would have used the Konami code, but in the 2000s, you're paying six dollars. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's the same thing. Now, Monolith explains uh, what they're doing. Loot chest contains gear, weapons, and armor, or uh, a varying rarity. Equipping and upgrading these weapons and armor enhance. Uh, t- I'm going to butcher some words, so talents, characters, abilities. Uh, loot chests can also contain XP boosts that help level up uh, Talon faster. War chests provide orc followers in varying rarity to help forge a strong army. They also contain uh, training orders to level up and customize orc followers. XP boosts are consumables that help level up Talon faster. Bundles package up loot chests, war chests, and boosts together and it's great value. So yeah. what it looks like they're doing, they're doing like loot where it's a gamble of getting these That's, rarity. I hate to sound like your grandpa, but that is still something else I'm I'm not digging in games. It's everything that has to have crates and boxes and and you have to keep playing and get them and they have rare drops in them and people resell those rare drops for more than the game is worth and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, I can't do anything against it. I, it's it's the way the wind is blowing, but I don't like it. I'm going to go on record. <laughs> and it's, like I said right before uh, you said that, was it's a gamble. And, and yeah. you're gambling in order to get that win. You know, like doing a slot machine where you're just like, man, I hope I get those cherries in a row. I'm going to get the big fucking bucks there. Totally. And, and you just keep on inserting money. And it's a pyramid scheme for these fucking yeah. game developers. It's, it's a it's a real bad idea because it's 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 giving that mentality to a younger and younger audience and they it's like they found a loophole in selling gambling now because you know gambling has made tons of money throughout you know throughout centuries i guess mm-hmm. and now they're figuring out a way to use video games to sell it to kids and yeah you can be pedantic and argue how this is and isn't like gambling but I, I still say you can't really argue the fact that whenever you get a box or a chest in one of these games, you get the same sensation you're getting when you're watching, like you said, I'm, I'm hoping for those cherries on the on the rollers here. And in, in the, the, it's, it's the same. It's pretty much the same. Your, your synapses are firing in the same way. You're getting dopamine in the same way. And that's kind of bad and dangerous. And they're going to make a lot of money that they shouldn't have on it, which is what they want. But. I don't know how I feel about that. Of course, the internet community was going crazy that the fact that a single player is having uh, microtransactions. Yeah. Um, the uh, company says, well, you, you have two options. You could either play the game to the fullest or you could, you know, shorten your experience by winning uh, or getting these loot boxes and all that stuff. And I'm just like, that's a poor PR 
right there. It's just like yeah, that's yeah. I, I feel both condescended to and like the question wasn't answered somehow. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I have, I'm I'm buying a sixty dollar game. Why don't you just sell this for me for thirty, and I'll give you the extra thirty by getting all these loot boxes. Absolutely, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about you discount the game for those of us who don't, you know, this is, it's retarded. But um, let's move along because uh, you know we could probably talk to this for about two hours about microtransactions. Totally. Yeah, I could, I could do, I could do a whole conversation on that kind of stuff. But... So, are you a fan of Karate Kid? I mean, yeah, I, I was a kid once, so yes. What's the last Karate Kid that you actually like? Because the last one I actually liked, and I don't remember which one it was, was when uh, Danielson went to Japan. With I've the... only seen the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the one when he went to Japan was pretty good. I thought it was a nice touch. And then it just went crazy when they had Hil- Hillary Swank as the Karate oh, Kid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then... oh, I, I saw some of the one with Jackie Chan that wasn't karate, obviously. It was Kung Fu. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't see the ending. I always regretted that. It, it was a good movie, the one with Jackie Chan, but it was like they just wanted to slap the Karate Kid title on there to uh, yeah. grab it. It's a shame kids. they didn't just make a new movie. Yep. So YouTube Red uh, picked up a series called Cobra Kai. Now, if you remember in the original Karate movie, Cobra Kai was the uh, evil dojo that went against uh, Miyagi and Danielson. I forgot what, what was Miyagi's uh, dojo name. Oh, man. I don't know. Did it have a name? I thought it was just... Miyagi-san, yeah. maybe? I, I mean, think. It's just, yeah. But anyway, um, this is going to yeah. be a comedy series, by the way. Do you remember cool. the karate movies being comedy at all? I mean, they weren't comedy-centric, but they did have comedic elements to them, I guess. You know, like Banzai and, like, you know, wax... <laughs> paint the fence and you know wax on wax off that was kind of funny um here the funniest thing about this is that youtube red is still a thing yeah and you know what else is funny is that uh ralph macchio um is going to be repraising his role as danielson how uh and here it is which picks up 30 years after Daniel topped Johnny in the uh, All-Valley Karate Tournament to find both running rival dojos is relevant to today and speaks to a new generation. Uh, he gave credit to concept writers. Oh, this is irrelevant. But pretty much, it's 30 years later. They both have their own dojos. Johnny's, re- uh, I forgot the name's actor, but he Johnny is going to be Johnny. <laughs> we'll just huh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So Johnny versus Danielson in their own dojos. It could be a hit or miss. Uh, I think it's wrong to do it on YouTube, and I wish it was on Netflix. Well, they, th- want, they want YouTube Red to be a thing. They want people to say, oh, is it on Netflix or Hulu or YouTube Red? That's the, they want to be a big deal. But I, I'm really surprised. This paired with uh, – they just announced that there's going to be like a – a series about esports, but I think it's a comedy, and the game grumps are involved or something. I don't. I, I really just. I, I hate to be like this, but I really just got it from headlines in my Facebook feed. I didn't really look into it. Yeah, but, I saw. The, I saw the trailer. Yeah, and and it's like, oh, YouTube Red is still a thing. Like, I really did think they gave up on it, but I clearly they're giving it another big push with Cobra Kai and with whatever that is, and. I mean, both shows sound like something I would be interested in seeing, so I guess they at least have 
have succeeded in getting my attention in so much that I'm aware that YouTube Red is a thing again. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a chance if somehow they maybe give us the first episode free. Be like, hey, here's the first episode. If you want to watch the rest of it, you have to sign up for YouTube Red. I think that would be a good strategy if they want to pull me in. If it's all behind the paywall, I'm just not going to watch it. Mm -hmm. Or just wait for, you know, R. R. (laughs) Yeah, and that's all I have to say. I I think it's a interesting concept. I don't think it's going to bite really well. um, Sure. Because everybody thought the Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith one was a joke. And then you had it was always a running joke because Hillary Swank wasn't that great. Uh, Ralph Macchio, I think, is a good pull. But then again, what has Ralph Macchio did in the last, you know, 20 years in his acting career? Sure. So I don't know. It might if it's if it's good comedy, it might float. Other than that, I don't know until I see it. So let's get into some Nintendo news. Andy, do you want to talk about your Super Nintendo? Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's still running. It's going to be a running gag. I want I want to touch on the SNES Classic every every show because every time there seems to be something to talk about with it, and it's something that matters to me. But Nintendo, and and this is a minor one, but Nintendo recently on their Facebook posted something relevant to the the SNES Classic that isn't just hey it's coming. Are you excited about Jerfix? It says. Um, we appreciate the incredible anticipation that exists for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Super NES Classic Edition System. They actually put it that way. It says it twice. <laughs> and and can confirm that it will be made available for pre-order by various retailers later this month, meaning August. They posted this August 1st. A significant amount of additional systems will be shipped to stores for launch day and throughout the balance of the calendar year. So it's... The, the way that I addressed this on the doc is just Nintendo is listening with a bunch of quotes, like a sarcastic amount of quotes around listening, just because there's been already like Walmart screwed the pooch. And every time they post something about this on Facebook or Twitter, it's like everyone, there's a few people that are like, yeah, this looks fun. But for every one of those, there's four people being obscenely outrageously pessimistic with, with good reason about oh i'm not gonna be able to get these i can't wait till all the scalpers get them oh good job nintendo i won't get one oh i, I wonder how expensive they'll be on ebay too bad i don't have six hundred dollars a bunch of that kind of stuff and it's possible that at some level nintendo has heard this but i don't think they're necessarily doing anything about it i think someone at a public relations job was like oh don't worry there's gonna be lots of them guys but i don't know if there is but what this does confirm is by the end of august there will be pre-orders, which undoes what I hypothesized last episode. I said that I thought that they would just release them day of and not do pre-orders like they did with some of the Amiibos, but according to them, they're actually going to do it. They're going to do pre-orders. So if you're interested in one, you just keep a lookout, I guess. I don't know. I but feel, yeah, that's, that's where I it stands. I feel like Nintendo is like being the Joker from The Dark Knight where he goes into like the Mafia area and he like breaks the pool a stick and he goes try outs and all that stuff where they just he, they throw a stick in there and be like go fight for it and you'll get it that's what they've been doing lately with all their fucking product their amiibos even their games have started to become a little bit of shortage uh their consoles the only one that like yeah switch is hard to find but it's easier to find than the mini uh consoles that they've been making 
Like, I have better luck finding a Switch than probably finding a Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, again, that's in their best interest because the Switch is something that they want to push for years to come. And the SNES Classic, I would hate to see them follow what they did with the NES Classic, but it seems like they're just going to kill it off in March anyway. Like, like idiots that hate money. I don't know. If they if they released more NES classics this Christmas, they'd sell those too. So, mm. I guess I guess there's a premium on plastic wherever they make these things. And then this is gonna die out, and then they're gonna be like, "Here's an N64 classic." And then yeah. after you get N64, what are they gonna bring out the GameCube? Is that gonna be a thing? Look, slow down, okay? You, we're gonna have a Wii classic by Christmas 2020 at this point. That's impossible. If they released, or did we talk about that? If they released a, a 64 classic, what games would you want on it? I feel like we talked about that. Uh, I think we talked about it, but we didn't really talk about it. GoldenEye is definitely a must on there. Eh, impossible. Probably not going to happen. Maybe Gex? Uh, who owns Gex? Someone does. I don't know. I know, you know, a Mario Kart 64 is going to be on there. Uh, yeah, totally. Zelda 64 is going to be on there. Yeah, Ocarina of Time, hopefully Majora's Mask. Mario hmm. 64, probably Kirby and the Crystal Nonsense. Um, F-Zero. Yeah. It would sell like fucking hotcakes. You're going to yeah, have... Just like the SNES Classics is going to. Just like the NES Classic did. Yep, but you know what? Not Let's not make enough for everybody. And just, you know... Make all the scalpers try to fucking nickel and dime us. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't buy from those people. But mm-hmm. you know, if you want something, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not a genius when it comes to this stuff. So more news about the Switch. Resident Evil Revelations One and Two are coming to the Switch later this year. What? Okay, now that's news to me. Mm-hmm. And both titles will also be available digitally at twenty dollars. Cool. Yep. So wait, does that mean there's gonna be a physical edition? Maybe with both of them? Probably. It doesn't Oh if, if so then yes, we'll buy. I haven't played any I actually I played the first one, but only a little bit. But now since it's coming to the Switch, I'm gonna have to play it. And what is this leading to? Is there gonna be a Revelation story? Maybe. Maybe that's Maybe. why they're bringing it to the Switch. But that's all they uh, pretty much said. The two games will be released in a special Resident Evil Revelations collection double pack for $40, which contains Resident Evil Revolutions on a game card and a download voucher for the second game. That's weird. Mm. So 40 bucks, and you get both of them? Yeah, I think I'll probably do that. That sounds pretty cool. Yep. And uh, it's interesting because this is, this is literally left field. Like, you could choose... They could have put Resident Evil 7 on the Switch if they wanted to. So maybe this is a step forward. Maybe this is like testing waters for Resident Evil 7 to go onto the Switch. Be like, hey, if they like this, and if they like maybe if we put Resident Evil 0, 1, and maybe 2 when they announce it, uh, maybe that will come there, and then eventually you'll get 3, 4, 5, and 6, and 7. So. I hope that works out. I mean, 4 is already on every other console ever made. So is 1. So let's put it on the Switch, too. Mm-hmm. No, but those games are both great. Yeah, I uh, went in uh, late 2017. Yeah, that one's definitely on my radar. 
Hey, you know what else I'm going to give a shot to that I probably wouldn't have otherwise, but I'm going to buy just because it's on the Switch? What? Dragon Quest Eleven. It just came out in Japan, and they sold like a jillion copies. And apparently, it's reviewed like really well. It's going to come out in 2018 on the Switch. Um, I think I'm going to buy that. I've been wanting to really, really dig my teeth into a, a Dragon Quest for a long time, and I feel like that'll be the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just impressed on like Nintendo Switch and how good it's doing so far, and Mario is not serious. They understand the third-party titles are important, and they are serious. And it's showing. Mm-hmm. Because you got, you know, Reve- Revelations 1 and 2. Um, all these other ones that apparently going to be coming out later this Ooh, year. Sonic Mania comes out soon. Yep, 15th. And that is next Tuesday. Oh, I thought it was the 17th. Even better. <laughs> um, You know what? Since we're talking about stuff that are coming out, let's get into our coming attractions where we talk about games, movies, TV shows that are coming. Let's do it. Um, obviously, you have next Tuesday for uh, Sonic Mania, but what's coming out this Tuesday is Lawbreakers. Yeah. Also, Batman Telltale's Season 2, which is going to be focusing on the Riddler. And then you have Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 coming out August 8th, which is tomorrow. I thought about getting that, but it's only got four games in it. I don't know. I don't know. It's got Mega Man and Bass in it, though. Base. Mega Man and Bass probably is how I'm supposed to say that. And uh, I've always wanted to try that one. That's one of the ones I've never tried. I've never played 10 either, to be fair. But they need to make an X collection. And yes, I know that exists on the PS2, but I would really like a new one. I just want X, 1, 2, and 3. Is I own one on the SNES and two digitally, but I want them all. I want them all. Put it on the Switch. Go. Capcom, yep. make that happen. Yep. Bring a Castlevania one, too. Let's have yeah, a Yeah, while you're at it, just go ahead and let's do the Castlevania. <laughs> I mean, now's the time to release some Castlevania stuff because the Netflix series got it real popular. I felt that Castlevania itch, and I would have bought a new game, but there wasn't one to buy, so I'm playing Portrait of Ruin on 3DS. We're looking at well, you, it's, it's on the DS, but I'm playing it on my 3DS one. We're looking at you, Konami. Make it. Make it happen. Come on. So let's get into the deal of the week. I looked at Humble Bundle. Nothing that really crazy uh, that was, you know, eye-catching. Yeah, they only drop the big stuff, like, every two weeks or so? Mm-hmm. But I did look at PSN, and right now, as of today, today is the last day, and I didn't put this into the the uh, doc because it, it ends today. Uh, is the Ubisoft... Uh, special that they have going on on the PSN where it's like up to 75% off on games. I know that uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is around like $35. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is about $25. There it is. Compared to the 50. Uh, and then I think For Honor is about $35 too. So check it out. Uh, also on the PSN they have the Shadow of Warrior collection which is Shadow Warrior 1 and 2 for 30 bucks so that's a good deal if you want it. they're great games check it out other than that andy do you have any else to add to this uh great podcast the greatest podcast of all time uh it's hard to build upon perfection um i don't think i have anything usually right at the end you say do you have anything and i say uh i don't think so and then you start talking and then i interrupt you with something that i just thought of but I don't think I can think of anything except about how excited I am to play Splatoon shortly. Mm-hmm. And I gotta get more uh, something to drink because my voice is parched. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm parched. Your throat <laughs> yeah. is parched. Yes, my throat is parched, not my voice. 
So let's uh, sign out. Thanks for listening to episode three of the Big Trouble in Little podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Soon we'll be on iTunes once I uh, have our site or part of the site of my site. That doesn't make any sense. A newdubsorder.com. Uh, I'm going to have a little section for Big uh, Trouble in Little podcast where you can get the feed and everything. Uh, you, and remember, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fire from burning. And if you're not back by dawn, call the president. If we're not back by dawn. I fucked it up. Later, guys. <laughs> you need more energy in it, too. You yeah. need to just practice saying it in a mirror. S- stare at myself in the mirror. All right, let me put my... Uh,